Okay, well, let's get rolling here. <clears throat> Praise the Lord. Okay, I'm going to, we're, going, we're actually going to, we're going to pick up here in, uh, in Leviticus here. But anyway, don't forget, timeline, Genesis, beginning, beginning to end, obviously, you know. And Revelation is a great read. If you read Revelation, it tells you what's going to happen in the future. You don't need extra books. You're, uh, just When you read it in the King James, the King James, you can see it in the King James, but most of the time, there's, there, cause we're, it's 2018. That was written 15 something. Actually, I think 14 something. <laughs> it's like reading, you know, uh, oh, Beowulf. You ever looked at the, the manuscript for Beowulf? You'll go, is that English? Oh, what the? It is English. It's old English. Same thing with the King James. Now, but anyway, but I suggest read it in the Living Bible. But anyway, <clears throat> whatever. There's other versions where just get it in one you can understand. And quit thinking you're guilty when you read the book of, of Revelation. So like the whole Bible, quit thinking you're guilty because uh, we already were. We already know that. But Jesus has rescued us from that. And we'll see in a moment in Leviticus something here too about that too. But a lot of times we just, and what that is, it's like, uh, like I like to say, fake news. You know, I, you know, I know since reading the Bible, I know I'm toast. No, that's why you read the Bible. You're not toast, praise the Lord. Jesus is going to help you no matter what. He really will. Uh, okay. Anyway, Genesis to Revelation, obviously. And coming down here through history, Genesis, beginning, they created everything. Of course, they wound up in Exodus. and I, I mean, not Exodus, they, 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 in Egypt. Uh, and they got out of uh, Egypt. Halfway through, about the 15th chapter, they've already crossed the Red Sea. Pharaoh is gone, you know, and they're on the way to the promised land. Actually, they're on the way to Mount Sinai. And so right here at Mount Sinai, they're still getting the rest of the, the tent structure tabernacle is all put together. And the Lord said, do it this way. It wasn't like, you know, I got a great idea. Like, see, they try to get us to say, well, Moses. No, Moses didn't want to go in the first place. He did not want to do any of this stuff. God just chose him, just like he chooses you and I to do certain things in our life. And it's not a matter of our abilities. The Lord takes care of all that. But anyway, now, right in the middle of Leviticus, <clears throat> uh, I want us to, if we start here in verse, chapter 1, verse 1, notice the Lord now, let's see the time frame, the Lord now spoke to Moses from the tabernacle. And he commanded him to give the following instructions to the people of Israel. When you sacrifice to the Lord, use animals from your herds and flocks. If your sacrifice is, okay, and he goes on and on. And this is all real good. And all this is related to, well, oh, by the way, before we get there, uh, use only a bull with no physical defects. Well, what if a bull is physically challenged? It's got to be perfect, you know. And what's interesting here, we're going to find out that people were physically challenged. You know, if you have Pip, if you if you were if you were one of the priests, the Levites, the, the descendants of Aaron, to do the work in the temple, if you got acne and other things, well, it doesn't mean God doesn't like you. That's not it at all. He loves you. God's holy, and there's a and what you have to focus on. Oh, wait a minute. You mean I can't be saved if I have pimples? No, that's the purpose of knowing God's holy. Don't you remember one time David and his men, they tried to bring the ark back. The Philistines had captured it, and they had all kind of trouble with it because they weren't holy. <laughs> you do certain, the, only a certain group of people did certain washings and whatever so that they could go in there. Otherwise, it would kill them. And that's because God is holy, okay? He's not going, wow, you just piece of trash, you, you know. No, you can't stand there and it'll kill you, okay? But anyway... So when uh, David was getting those, he had some of his great men go down there, and they were so excited. David was excited. They're bringing the ark back. And <laughs> it stumbled, and one of David's top guys, you know, reached up there to steady it, and boy, it killed him. And da the Bible says David was hacked off with the Lord. <laughs> so David had to think this thing through. But you know what David did? 
David said, only the Levites. <laughs> he found out. He went back and read. And he goes, okay, wait a minute. Ooh, we did this wrong. Only the Levites. See, David thought he was doing well. He thought he was doing the right thing. You know, I'll get my guys and do this. But no, can't do that. He had to have the Levites do it. And they got it back. What was interesting, remember the rest of that story. So they left it parked right there at this guy's house. We'll say they left it at Bob's house, okay? You know what happened to Bob's house? His house was just busting out the seas with blessings, man. It was just fantastic. David wanted that ark back next to Jerusalem where it belonged. Okay. So anyway, you can't have a, a, a bull with defects. Man, that's crazy. Well, no, it's not crazy. Hold on a minute. That's the reason we were singing Oh Holy Night because uh, Jesus took care of all this holy stuff for you. Your pimples, your acne, your uh, missing arms and legs and whatever. Because people like that, you can't serve. God, you couldn't. Well, that's because, well, anyway, like I say, <clears throat> after Aaron's two sons died, what? Yeah, they did the same thing that David's men had done. They accident, they meant well, they meant well, but it doesn't matter. God wasn't like, oh, hurl your kids. I'll... This was a horrible event that happened from chapter one all the way. There's building it up, building it up, and all of a sudden, God said, okay, put the turban on uh, Aaron, get his sons, put their fancy clothes on and stuff, and they opened, they got it all rolling. Everything was rolling, and they did the first sacrifices, the second sacrifice. Everything was running good, and all of a sudden, oh my God, one of them tripped and stumbled and did something they weren't supposed to do by accident. Moses was furious. And he said, I told you this was going to happen. Anyway, notice what he says. Warn your brother Aaron not to enter the holy place behind the veil. Remember the Holy of Holies? This is where all that story comes from. He can't just go to the ark uh, and the place of... Uh, where the ark and the place of mercy are. This is at, uh, Leviticus 16. Just whenever he chooses. Now it's important to know. Well, can't I just stroll in there? Matter of fact, King Hudai, whatever. I'm going to call him Uzziah. I think I'm exactly right. Uh, I want to call it Asa. Anyway, one, one, there's only 20 of them. I think it was Uzziah. It was Uzziah. Uzziah was a good king. The ark lived next door to Jerusalem. And he went in there by himself. <laughs> and the priests were chasing him saying, you can't do this. And he goes, get away from me. I'm a king. And he was in there trying to light candles and carry on like that. And all of a sudden, leprosy started breaking out on him. And the priests grabbed him. And of course, Uzziah couldn't get out of there fast enough. And he flew out of there, you know. He just thought he could go in there. So nobody can go in there. Notice it's the place of mercy. How are we ever going to get in there? Well, that's why they had priests. And they represented not just themselves, but you and I. The penalty for intrusion is death. Woo! Yeah, one of Moses' guys is going to get him. No, it just happened. Man, for I myself am present in the cloud above the place of mercy. Now that's interesting to note. So God's in there. Yeah, and we don't have any approach to him. It'll just, it'll just kill you. Here's the conditions for him entering there. He must bring a young bull. Look at that, for a sin offer. Now, whoa, 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 what did the priest do? He's just a descendant of Adam. Yep. It's just, that's all this. We got to the, well, we'll kick the preacher out. Man, you believe the preacher, we'll kick him out. He's just saying the roads, the, the bridge is out. Yeah, but we want somebody that's perfect. No, look what it said. Here's the conditions. He must bring a bull for a sin offering and a ram for a burn offering. He must bathe himself and put on the sacred linen coat, short belt turban. The people of Israel shall bring him two male goats for their sin offering. Now look at this. This is national. You know, it's only a few Christians going to make it. See, we got to throw all that out. Look at this national sin offering. Praise the Lord. We just got to get to the point where we just don't worry about being forgiven. And if you, if you have trouble with that, you need to go read your Bible and find out you're forgiven. You are forgiven. 
Anyway, he shall present to the Lord the young bull as a sin offering, look at that, for himself. That's the reason these little things here say, you know that, I don't believe Moses wrote this. This is not some holy man. I would write it different. The priest shall come in and offer a sacrifice for the people. Next chapter. No, <laughs> we're going to have a sacrifice for you because you are rotten to the core like all the rest of us. We've all made mistakes, you know. Praise the Lord. Okay. First, he'll present the young bulls a sin offering for himself, making atonement for himself. Look at this, and his family. Isn't that great? Yeah, but what if he's got a son that's, he just made atonement for his family. Then he shall bring two goats before the Lord at the entrance of the tabernacle, cast lots to determine which one is to be sent away. Oh, the scapegoat. And we use that phrase today. And where did it come from? It didn't come from a Dove soap commercial. It came from the Bible. Yeah, but you're just, you know, at work, you're talking about something, you go, and you're going to blame somebody else and whatever, or you're going to put the blame, ah, that's a scapegoat. Where'd that scapegoat story come from? Right here. Where'd that come from? Since it's fairy tales. It's not fairy tales. Okay, he'll bring the two goats before the Lord at the entrance of the tabernacle and cast lots, uh, which is the Lord's and which to be sent away. The goat allotted to the Lord shall then be sacrificed by Aaron as a sin offering. I hope it's good enough. Yes, it's good enough. Praise the Lord. The goat shall be kept alive and placed before the Lord. The other goat. The rite of atonement shall be performed over it, and it shall be sent out into the desert as a scapegoat. After Aaron has sacrificed the young bull for a, a sin offering for himself. See how we can't miss this? For himself, for himself, for himself. Now we're going to do the people. He'll take, well, he says, take a censer full of live coals from the altar of the Lord and fill his hands with sweet incense beaten into fine flour. And uh, let's see what happens next. Uh, bring it inside the veil. Now he's going inside that holy of holies. Oh my goodness, watch this. There before the Lord, he shall put the incense upon the coals so that a cloud, now it's smoking up, will cover the mercy place above the ark containing what? The stone, the, the, table of the, uh, the table, tablets of the Ten Commandments. Thus, look at that. Thus he will not die. You know, one day we're going to stand before Jesus. It's just like mercy me saying that song. What will I do? Well, you ain't going to die, praise the Lord. Jesus has set it up for you. You're going, we'll all be fine. Praise the Lord. Do you see even the Israelites? And remember, we're going to read the story in the New Testament saying this was a shadow of what happened for us. Remember, they can't come in there anytime they want to. Boy, we can now. We come boldly to the throne of grace. Okay. Then he must go out. Well, excuse me. Let's back up. He'll bring some of the blood of the young bull, sprinkle it with his finger on the East side of the mercy place. I think it would have been on that side, but anyway. And then seven times in front of it. You know, this happened yearly. They didn't clean this stuff up. When you went in there once a year, you saw blood if you were the high priest. There's blood. Remember when Jesus rose from the dead? Mary tried to run over and grab him and he said, don't touch me. When does Jesus start saying, don't touch me? It's this holiness stuff. He said, I've not yet ascended to my father and your father. Go tell my brethren. But the next few verses, he says, handle me. He just went. He just went. That's what that was. Mm. Anyway, here we go. He must go out and sacrifice, uh, let's see, and uh, go out and sacrifice the people's sin offering goat and bring its blood with the bell. So here he comes back in there bringing this blood in there. Remember that place is called the mercy seat. It's not, I'm going to get your seat. It's mercy. Remember, God was living among them. That's the reason they could sleep at night and they could all be safe. The enemy was not going to take over. All these blessings were going to be just overwhelming them, all because of this. And now you can see when they went to pot and they decided, well, we don't need to do this. We're going to worship the tree, God. We're going to worship this. It all fell apart. 
He'll sprinkle it on the place of mercy and in front of it, just as he did the blood of the young blood, the, the young anyway, the young bull. And thus he, look what notice it says right here. Thus he shall make atonement. Look at this. I thought it was for you and me. No, for the holy place. Wow. See why? Because it's defiled by the sins of the people of Israel and the tabernacle. You know, for, and for the tabernacle lo- located right among them, surrounded by their defilement. I mean, they were it just, God was trying to be here, and this world's full of sin. And he fixed a way so it could, I can be there with you. You know. Anyway, not another soul shall be inside the tabernacle when Aaron enters to make atonement in the holy place. Not until he comes out and has made atonement for himself and his household and all the people of Israel. Thus, then he shall go out to the altar before the Lord and make atonement for it. Now remember, he told him, don't drink blood, don't eat blood, don't whatever, because the blood is the life. And he says, he says use the life instead of your life. The blood of a lamb instead of, he said, I gave you the blood for this purpose. Praise the Lord. So I know our minds sometimes think, like when Laura's talking about, you know, she could have said, well, I don't know if the Lord's going to heal me or not. I've not been the best Christian lady all my life. I'm just speaking for her because I'll be the same way, you know. So maybe, maybe I'm not worthy to have this headache go away. No, you don't have to even bargain like that. We already know we're toast. We have already know we've made mistakes. So you go right on in there and accept his grace and his mercy and help you with that headache. And you should ask questions if you don't feel it go away. Why? Why? And don't fill it in and go, well, no, you're supposed to, it's supposed to be gone. It's not going to stay. You just keep telling the Lord, no, Lord, I, 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 th- you paid for this, and you'll find out it'll go away. It'll go away. Okay, <clears throat> so where'd we leave off? Oh, uh, let's see. Not another soul shall enter. Okay. Then he'll go out to the altar before the Lord and make atonement for it. Now he's making atonement for the altar. He must smear the blood of the young bull and goats on the horns of the altar. And sprinkle the blood upon the altar seven times with his finger, thus cleansing it from, look at that, the sinfulness of Israel and making it holy. Praise the Lord. Do you see what would happen even in the Old Testament? Anyway, when he had completed the rite of atonement for the holy place, the entire tabernacle, the altar, he shall bring the live goat and laying his hands, laying both hands on its head, confess over it the sins of the people of Israel. Yeah, but you wouldn't want to confess those adultery sins because if you ever commit adultery, you're going to hell. Make up your own rules then. This covered the sins of everything. I don't care what you think is so bad, God covered it. And remember, if you were perfect, you ain't going because you bared the sin of Adam. You know. But now when you accept Jesus, you bear the image of Jesus and you're going. Praise the Lord. So making a big deal about one of your sins is ridiculous. You know. See, some people say when you say that, well, then you're just telling people to go out and do it. No, you won't want to. You know. And if you do... You still got forgiveness, but you don't want to just be a jerk. I mean, it's just, we're just so worried. It's better just to control people and say, hey, no dancing, you know. Hey, you don't need to be going over there. Hey, you don't need to, hey, hey, keep them, don't, men don't need to be showing their socks, you know. Yeah, they're pretty, ain't they? <laughs> anyway, confess all the sins of the people. He'll lay their sins on the head of the, the goat and send it into the desert, led by a man appointed for the task. So the goat shall carry all the sins of the people in the land where no one lives. And then the man that did that, he's got to clean up. Okay? It's interesting. 
What did he do? Okay, the man shall let it loose in the wilderness. Well, we'll get to that later. Anyway, then Aaron shall go into the tabernacle. This is still Leviticus 16, 23. And take off the linen garments he wore when he was behind the veil. Leave them in the tabernacle. Then he'll bathe in a sacred place, put on his clothes again, go out and sacrifice his own burnt offering for the people, make an atonement for himself and them. Wow. He'll also burn upon the altar the fat for the sin offering. Wow. Yeah, there it is. So the man who took the goat out in the desert, he'll afterward wash his clothes, bathe himself, and come back into camp. Now, one thing, see, cause it, this was real. It wasn't like, well, I, I would just do this for show. It was serious. That scapegoat had the sins of Bob on it, had the sins of Dustin, had us all on it if we were the Israelites back then. And this guy, young man or whatever, he knew what his job was. He got it out there and let that thing go. And the, Oh, I'm supposed to clean up. Yeah, because it's serious. I mean, they, they didn't lay their hands on that goat for nothing. Oh, won't that be cute? We'll act like we put no. As far as God was concerned, God looked down on that goat and said the sins of all the nation of Israel were on that goat. And boom, went out in the desert and probably some lion got it or a bear or whatever. Anyway, <clears throat> anyway isn't it nice? It didn't get you. Got your sins, but it didn't get you. All right, the young bull and the goat used for the sin offering, their blood was taken to the holy place by Aaron to make atonement, shall be carried outside the camp and burned, including with the hides, the internal organs. Afterward, the person doing the burning shall wash his clothes, bathe himself, and return to camp. This is a permanent law till Jesus fixed it. All right. And you must do no work on the 25th day of September, but spend the day in self-examination humility. This applies whether you're born in the land or a foreigner living among the people of Israel. In other words, God's wanting you to say, look, think about it. We've made some mistakes. But why don't you say, think about it, and you'll never know if you're going to heaven or not. God may pull the big card on you. He may give you the eight ball. You ain't going. You're going, praise the Lord. And we just need to know, hallelujah, Jesus took care of this. It's not like, I don't need Jesus. By golly, I'm so good, I'm going to heaven. No, you won't be going. Trust me. For this day is commemorating the atonement, cleansing you in the Lord's eyes from all your sins. Praise the Lord. Now, wouldn't it be disgraceful for you to leave if we were all the Jews and we came to the tabernacle that day on the 25th of September and we left and went home going, yeah, but I just, I just don't think so. I just still think. Now, whoa, hold on a minute. Don't be doing that. Your sins are covered. It's a Sabbath of solemn rest for you and you'll spend the day in quiet humility. It's a permanent law. That tells me sin's future. You know, this happened. This, this, he didn't say, now we ain't doing this again. Y'all better not sin. <laughs> That's what a lot of preachers would be saying. No, no, no. Watch out. No. This was going to be an annual thing. You mean Jesus will take care of my sins next year? Yes. He's taking care of them anyway. This ceremony in later generations shall be performed by the anointed high priest, consecrated in place of his ancestor Aaron. Remember, he had to be a descendant of Aaron. Okay. He'll put on the holy, this is the end of that chapter, the holy linen garments, make atonement for the holy sanctuary. In other words, he cleanses the temple. Wow. The altar, the priests, and the people. This is an everlasting law for you to make atonement for the people of Israel once a year because of their sins. Wow. Aaron followed these instructions that the Lord gave to Moses. Now, boom. Let's go see this. Why would they even mention it? Because it happened. Here we are. Whoever wrote this, it's our Bible. We don't care. It's either, some say it was Apollos, Paul, whoever. It really doesn't make much difference because anybody could have wrote this because they knew what took place in the Old Testament, and they knew what Jesus did. Now, in that first agreement, this was what we just read. Between God and his people, there was rules for worship and a sacred tent down here on earth. Yeah. Inside that place of worship, we can guess it now. There were two rooms. That's right. 
First one contained the golden candlestick on that side. And the table over here with the special loaves. Actually, lo no, let's see, wherever, anyway. This, uh, this was called the holy place. And we got another one called the holy of holies. A little holier, yeah. Then there was a curtain, and behind that curtain was a room called the holy of holies. In that room, there was a golden incense altar and the golden chest called the Ark of the Covenant. And he's going to say, what's in that? Yeah, the Ten Commandments and the other things were stuck in there. Wasn't very big. It was two feet by two feet. Completely covered with the poorest of metal. No, it wasn't. Gold. Inside that ark were the tablets of the stone of the Ten Commandments written on them. The golden jar with some manna in it. Well, that never happened. Yeah, it was. And God said, put a jar of it in there so the people could see it. Praise the Lord. Sometime. Okay. And Aaron's wooden cane that budded. That's another major story. The people were rebelling like man. They wanted to kill Moses. They said, we're going to do what we want to. And God said, tell all the twi tri twibes. Yeah, the twibes. Oh, the, the 12 tribes of Israel have all their leaders come up here. So 12 of them came up there, each with a cane. Well, one of them is Aaron's because he's Levi. And God said, have them all lay their canes down. He said, come back in the morning. And he said, and, and see what happened. So in the morning, all the other wooden sticks were laying there. But Aaron's rod started growing blossoms on it. It had, it had flowers on it. And so they stuck that in there. Anyway. And he said, when the people get unruly again, go get Aaron's rod and show them. Still fresh looking. You know, they're not plastic ones stuck out there at the cemetery, you know, last all year. No, it's, they were fresh. Anyway, above the golden chest were statues of fake things. No, angels. The cherubim, the guardians of God's glory, for their wings stretched out over the ark's golden cover called the mercy seat. Golly, I just tell you, the condemnation just needs to be thrown out of the window. Your personal life, you need to know, it's not the goody-goody seat. You can sit here, but Bob has to sit in the back. It's the mercy seat, praise the Lord. You and I, are, our, our blood reference through those goats and stuff is right there. God didn't want my blood there, but he wanted that blood of that goat. For Richard. It was for Richard. Now, whose blood is it? It's Jesus' blood. Wow. Isn't that amazing? God didn't want to cut you, but he wanted to cut his own son for you. That's how much he loved you and I. Amazing. Well, Lord, don't you want a little bit of blood? And I give to the, you know, the uh, Red Cross. Can I get, it's not going to do any good. Your blood's not going to help. Anyway, above the golden chest were statues of angels. Okay, we got that. Uh, but enough of such details. Okay, well, when all was ready, just like we just read, the priests went in and out of the first room, whatever they wanted to, to do their work. But only by the high priest went into inner, the inner room, and then only once a year, all alone. Always with blood that he sprinkled on the mercy seat as an offering to God to cover, look at that, his own mistakes. Praise the Lord for our Bible. This has been a golden opportunity to slip in and go, oh, I forgot about that. The holy priest is holy. No, he ain't. He's only holy because God makes him holy. That's what the washings and stuff were. He had to do certain things. Okay. His own mistakes and the mistakes and sins of all the people. Praise the Lord. Now, you can't slice a bit of that and say, well, I guess I'm not included. No, you're included. Now, remember, this is going to wrap up with Jesus right here. So look what happens. And the Holy Spirit used all this, what we just read, to point out to us, why did he do this? That under the old system, look at that, the common people could not go into the Holy of Holies as long as the outer room and the entire system it represents was still in use. It ain't in use anymore. Yeah, but maybe we need to go back to it. No, you don't need to. This has an important lesson for us today. For under the old system, system, gifts and sacrifices were offered, but these failed to cleanse, look at this, the heart of the people who brought them. 
For the old system dealt only with certain rituals, what foods to eat and drink, rules for washing themselves and rules about this and that. The people had to keep these rules to tide them over. Roll tide. You get it? Okay. Tide them over until Christ came with God's new and better way. This wasn't another option. This was the plan the whole time. Remember, that Old Testament one was just for the Israelites. Except for occasionally some foreigners, if they wanted to, they could get in on it. But it was just the Israelites. He came, this is Jesus, as high priest of this better system we now have. But now think about how great the other one was. That's pretty doggone good. At least I know every September I'm going to walk out of here knowing Jesus, that scapegoat got my sins. Oh boy, and I pulled a big one last year. Oh God, um, it's gone. Well, now I know it's, it's taken care of here. Anyway, he went into that greater, perfect tabernacle in... Wow, oh, wait, whoa, 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 I just saw something. No, you didn't see nothing. The tabernacle down here was a copy. There is a real one in heaven. Look at this. He went into that greater, perfect tabernacle in heaven, not made with, by men, nor part of this world. And once for all, look at that, once for all, took blood into that inner room, the Holy of Holies, sprinkled it on the mercy seat, but it was not the blood of goats and calves. <gasps> no, he took his own blood. And with it, by himself, <laughs> is a guarantee. And that blood's still up there. When you're doing your prayers, Lord, would you please help me, help my cousin, help this, whatever. All you got to remember is that blood. That's the reason they say they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. Amen. Anyway, here we go. And if under the old system, the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of young cows could cleanse men's bodies from sin. Look at that. Look at that. And it did. God didn't do this for fun. It tied them over, like he said. Just think how much more surely the blood of Christ will transform our hearts and lives. Now, he wasn't saying, now look, now y'all look, he died for you, so y'all better act right. No, the blood is acting right. It's what changed you. Think about yourself. You didn't change yourself. You just said, I need help. And all of a sudden, Jesus started to transform your life, you know. I mean, yeah, we want to help, but it's not you. Boy, remember that song, The Blood Will Never Lose Its Power. Man, it's like listening to Noel. Oh, wow. His sacrifice, look at this, frees us from the worry of having to obey all those old rules. Yeah, I didn't quite do it. Don't worry about it. The blood covered it all. Hallelujah. For by the help of the eternal Holy Spirit, Christ willingly gave himself to die for our sins. He being perfect without a single sin or fault. Now, remember the old priest, they had to go in there with, well, you know, the way I treated Aunt Harriet last year, or whatever, kicked her dog, and whatever, all this stuff, you know, whatever, whatever you want to say you did, you know. Or you stole a car or whatever. God can't be merciful to me because I was a part-time robber or whatever. Join the club. We've all made mistakes. Anyway. Christ came with this new agreement so that all who were invited may come and have forever all the wonders God has promised them. Well, there's only one. You're going to heaven. Well, why did he say all the wonders? It's headache relief for Laura. It's help for Melody. It's help for Dustin, for Max, all of us in this room, Paula. All the wonders. Ooh, oh, holy night. Give you chills. Okay. For Christ died to rescue them. Look at this. From the penalty of the sins they had committed. We still think we're going to pay for some of our sins. Well, you know, that's the reason I don't have a new car. because I, you know, He paid the penalty. What are you doing floundering around with that? 
Yeah, but Richard, no, don't, yeah, nothing. Argue with the scriptures. Don't argue with me. And it'll help you. Jesus will show you and you go, oh, I couldn't earn this. Yeah, exactly right. You can't earn it. It was given to you. And the demonstration in the Old Testament, you had to bring your, what are you here for? Here's my sin offering, little lamb. And you know, you would feel sorry for that lamb, but the Lord said, do it. Because the Lord said, look, at least I have mercy on you. We're not going to have mercy on that lamb, but that lamb's going to take your place. Wow, that's amazing. Now, if someone dies and leaves a will, a list of things to be given away to certain people when he dies, no one gets anything until it's proved that the person who wrote the will is dead. Now, you see where he's heading here? There's blood in heaven. Jesus, that blood's, his blood is splattered on that mercy seat, indicating you can now get these gifts. Oh, here we go. The will goes into effect only after the death of the person who wrote it. And a lot of times we just think, man, I'm not, I'm just going to have to, we think we have to die. No, we don't have to die. God's got a plan for us. He's got work for us to do. A lot of good it's going to do us for to die. Okay. While he was still alive, no one can, can use it or get any of those things he has promised them. Remember, there's only heaven. It's just a ticket to heaven. That's all. No, it's not. Good grief. Look how he's digging a hole here. It's all those wonderful things we've seen in the Old Testament. You're blessed when you go out, blessed when you go in. You know, Richard gets his job at Cargo, praise the Lord. Now, I didn't see that coming. I had to trust the Lord. I was sitting there going, golly, last year had a job, lasted a year. Another year lasted a year. Praise the Lord. Help. I got help. Praise the Lord. That's why the blood was sprinkled as proof of Christ's death before the first agreement could go into effect. You see that? It was sprinkled. By the way, God Almighty, sprinkle, 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 sprinkle. Okay, I'm satisfied. You see, see how it works? For after Moses had given the people all the laws, he took the blood of calves and goats along with water and sprinkled the blood over the book of God's law and over all the people. Where's that story? It happened. They were all standing there one day. Moses had all the people there. I call it all of Atlanta, six million people. And in front of all these people, he took these blood of bulls and goats and whatever and took a branch and must have been a big old pot right there and splashed everybody. And when you thought about it, well, why didn't he just kill us all? Well, he could have, but that wouldn't do any good for you. You'd be dead. It was mercy. Those cows died, but you didn't. Peter would have a fit over this. Well, animal rights. Peter would learn the lesson. Some, the animal needs to die, not us. But they treat us today like in America. Well, your dog's worth more than you are. No God loves that dog too. Not one sparrow, the scripture says, falls to the ground without your heavenly father. I'm quoting from the King James. But in other words, God knows. I, I closed my eyes when I ran over a squirrel today. He was already dead. But I closed my eyes. I just didn't want to see it. But first thing I thought of was I thought, God knows that, God knows that squirrel got hit today. Matter of fact, there was another one behind it. <laughs> and I, I, said, I said under my breath to myself, God knows that other squirrel got hit. <laughs> but if, if I know he knows about that squirrel, then I know he knows about me because that's what Jesus said. You are worth more than many sparrows or many squirrels. You gotta, you're not going to get that comfort from anywhere but from the scriptures. You can't turn on the radio and hear it. Mm -mm. Anyway. So here we go. Uh, so he took all this. He splattered everybody. This is the blood that marks the beginning of the agreement between you and God, the agreement that God has commanded me to make with you. In the same way, he sprinkled blood on the tent and whatever instruments. This was down here. This is what Moses did that day. Okay. You can see this in the book of Exodus. In fact, we can say that uh, under the old agreement, almost everything was cleansed by the sprinkling of blood. And without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sins. 
That's why the sacred tent down here on earth and everything in it, all copies of things in heaven. Now, they make you go back. I wonder what heaven looks like. Go back and go read how that temple was described. Woo! Because he was told to build it in every detail. Oh, yeah, here it goes. It had to be made pure by Moses in this way by sprinkling, by being sprinkled with the blood of animals. But the real things, the real things? Yeah, the real things in heaven. Of which down here are copies were made pure with far more precious, excuse me, uh, were made pure with far more precious offerings. For Christ, and here it is, he entered into heaven itself to appear now before God. Look at that. I mean, he didn't do this for himself. That's the reason we sang, oh, holy night. He showed up. Why did he show up? To do this. Remember, the common people couldn't go in there. Now you can. You know, there's a fragment of this. This happened when, remember when Moses came down from Mount Sinai before they left? And they were all worshiping a cow. Moses busted the Ten Commandments. And God said, I don't know what I'm going to do with y'all. I'm going to think about it. And so, anyway, there was part of the structure was over here. And, and the Bible says that Moses said, that, well, the Lord told Moses, anybody who wants to come talk to me can come over here. And you had to go outside the camp if you wanted to get the Lord's help on something. Anyway, <clears throat> so they were still... Anyway, look at this. <clears throat> Verse 24, For Christ has entered into heaven itself to appear now before God as our friend. It was not in the earthly place of worship he did this, for that was merely a copy of the real temple in heaven. Nor did he offer himself again and again. Remember that priest had to go in every year for his family and himself uh, with the blood of animals in the Holy of Holies this year. If that had been necessary, he would have need to die again and again. But no, we know Jesus died once, didn't he? Uh, let, no, what is this? Let's finish this out. And ever since the world began, but no. He came once for all at the end of the age to put away that, look at that, the power of sin forever by dying for us. Now that power of sin was what was going to kill you. It's not that, well, I have an urge to sin. Well, that was taken care of. But the power of sin was you deserve to die. The soul that sinneth got to die. Anyway, as it is destined that, and, you know, it's funny, preachers use this and have no idea what's above and below it because they went to preacher school and they said, you need to tell people about the judgment. Tell them about the judgment. Yes. One day, payday. Look how this is embedded. Now that you know all this, and just as it is destined that men die only once, and after that comes judgment. What are we going to do? Forget what we just read? No. Uh-uh. Look what he says. Uh, so also Christ died once as an offering for the sins of those people. Praise the Lord. And he'll come again, but not to deal again with our sins. Now, I didn't hear that. Well, that's because you keep believing you're in trouble. He's going to get me. And you read the book of Revelation? You're not appointed to that wrath. Have you not read the rest of the New Testament? Have you not read what Jesus did? Quit thinking you're wrath bound. Yeah, but I, I cuss a little bit. Jesus cussed. He cussed a fig tree. Peter cussed. I don't know him. Blankety blank blank. I don't know him. And Jesus told him, hey, before the cock crows, you're going to deny me three times. But don't let not, he said, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Anyway, we just think we just, our sin is just the most spectacular, you know. That's okay. I mean, it's okay in your world. It's not okay with the Lord. He wants you to be so blessed you shine as a light. It just, it, people go, what's going on with him? Why is these good things happen to him? I know him. He's no better than I. Well, that's right. None of us are no better than anybody. 
Jesus paid for it. Anyway, so also Christ died once for all, once as an offering for the sins of many people, and he will come again and not to deal again with our sins. Praise the Lord. Ever seen that stupid bumper sticker? Boy, God's mad and she sure is whatever. You know. She? Yeah. Trying to be politically correct. We well, Richard, you don't know. I do know. I got evidence in my whole life that the scriptures are so, you know. Anyway. Uh, this time he will bring salvation to all who are eagerly and patiently waiting for him. Anyway, Father, we just thank you for your word today. We just thank you in Jesus' name. We, the sacrifices were put in place. Jesus took care of all this stuff. There's nothing left but for us to serve you. Takes care of everything. So, Father, if we're not feeling good today, you'll take care of that. Hallelujah. You, you had a plan, even the Old Testament. You took care of the sins of the people. So you'll take care of me and my body, whatever's going on in my body, all, and all of us in this room. Praise the Lord. And if it's financial, it's the same thing. You'll take care of all that. Hallelujah. And if it's some problem we see and we're a little bit worried about that or maybe really worried about it, we're not worried about it anymore, you are going to take care because we are your people. So that doesn't leave anything left but for us to keep notes and records and tell others what great things you've done in our life. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to send them into the...